John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, Million Dollar Agent. How are you, gentlemen? Morning, everybody. Very well. Morning Very to our good. listeners. Very good. Glad. How, many, how many listeners do we have now, Troy? Give us an update. I get excited when the numbers get bigger. Uh, John, we're just about to tick over a million downloads. So we're averaging still about six six and a half thousand a week. But you've got to put some brackets around that. Is that a million this week? Is that a million this year? Is Just that a today. million since a, we started? It's a, it's a million today. No, since we started getting closer to that million mark, which is a major milestone. Okay, that's good. Okay. Uh, it sounds that's major good. until I was listening to Tim Ferriss the other day, and I think he said he had about six million last week. Um, so we've been to recalibrate, Tommy, our, uh, our expectations. Cause... See, Troy, that's the problem when you've got a business partner like John McGrath. He's always <laughs> stretching us, comparing us to Tim Ferriss, where we want to be comparing to the guy that's just started a podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> always stretching us. Hey, by the way, before I forget, um, and I, I haven't had a chance, I did. I think I shot you a text message, uh, JM. Congratulations, McGrath uh, ranked in the top 10 mobile-friendly businesses in Australia, or was it in Australia, or was it in the world? Australia. Well, yeah, I think it was Australian brands. They did a world one as well, and then there was Australian. Then it was funny, Tom, one of those things that came out of the blue, we just got this email from a company that we don't know, a research company, and they said, congratulations, we've done a list of Australia's top mobile businesses. I think, Troy, it was around uh, serving mobile and preparedness to grow on mobile, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was exactly that. Getting prepared for the mobile. So, yeah, no, look, era. it was great. Uh, I mean, you know, every listener understands that digital mobile technology is not only important today, but it'll be 10 times more important in three years because, you know, people are now running businesses off their iPhones. Um, so, well, yeah, that was, it was kind of relevant to us, and, and we're delighted that someone saw that we were doing some good things in, in the mobile space. Yeah, and, and, and we'll move off the topic in a moment, and we've got a great uh, topic to talk about on this podcast, but um, I actually can't remember the last time I was seeing someone looking at real estate on a desktop or on an iPad. I generally see people looking at real estate on realestate.com.au, who's our sponsor. Generally speaking, I see them doing it on a mobile phone. I just think that, that mobile phones exploded in terms of property search in the last year or two. Yeah, I think Tom REA last, uh, we had a strategy day recently, and from memory it was nudging 60% of the of the searches are now done on uh, on realestate.com.au uh, through, a, as you say, mobile device, which is probably mainly phone, but obviously tablets as well. So, uh, you know, nowadays it's not just a matter of having a good website. It's a matter of, you know, in a mobile environment, how easy is it to do business with you and your people? Um, so yeah, no, look, it's, it's exciting times and, uh, uh, just to give you a quick mention that, uh, Troy and I had the great pleasure we went to Geelong yesterday, Tom, which I know is near and dear to your yes. hearts and, uh, yes. News Limited, News Limited had a very long history going back in Geelong and I had never up until, uh, we we're delighted we've just, um, had a team open there, um, uh, great, a great team of guys and, you know, we're very excited to have them on board, but I'd never really spent as much time as I would have liked to at Geelong, but. Isn't that a great place on the up, moving oh, it's, just, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fantastic place. And, um, JM, we've had a history there. We, News Corp was very strong. We then lost the market to a competitor. We've now won the market back there. And um, I, I've got to say, John, there is some really talented real estate people 
that work that marketplace. They don't have the luxury of mm -hmm. having, you know, one or two million dollar houses. They have to be some of the best agents in Australia because they've got to create urgency when there's sometimes been no urgency in Geelong. Um, they're good at getting vendor paid advertising. Um, they're great marketers of real estate and the, the people that you've got on board, I know, are, uh, are quality people there. And John, the one thing that you need to know is when you go to Geelong, and this is a very important lesson for you, Troy, you've got to know half the Geelong AFL team. It is in their blood. Uh, oh, it no. runs their town. So it's, it's huge. But it's, it's funny talking about, because most people would be aware, I'm sure most of our listeners would be aware that Geelong's been through some challenges of late with regard to the closure of some of their major uh, factories, which, of course, were the car, the, the car industry yeah. down there. Um, yeah. I, I see it as, and it's a bit like Wollongong. Wollongong's the same time. You saw, remember, Wollongong used to be the same yeah. town and yeah. so forth. And I, and I think whilst the closures in the short term were painful and if some people lost jobs, which we don't, don't want for anyone, but I think if you, if you kind of look at it over a medium or longer term, it really forces a community to um, reinvent itself and redesign what it's about. And I just thought Geelong, 70 kilometres from Melbourne, beautiful on the waterfront, a beautiful a beautiful city. I'm going to say town, but it's a city of, I think, a quarter of a million people. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes the things, and this is where I guess we're getting into general kind of advice for our listeners, but sometimes, you know, your problem is your gift. And yeah. the greatest thing that can happen to you is a bit of a shock or a bit of something goes wrong and... And you, ha you are forced to then rethink your position going forward. So, you know, I know you went through that with a health thing, Tommy. We've been through that recently. We, we had a few people depart the business. I think if you deal with these situations correctly, um, you will find that they can be the best things that happen for your life and for your business. So, you know, it just made me think of that when I was talking to the team about, you know, what Geelong's been going through. Yeah, John, beautifully put. And... Um I heard a great line the other day, difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. And I think if you can always keep your eyes on the prize and accept that, you know, your current situation is not your final destination, um, you probably uh, uh, end up being uh, a much stronger, much more intelligent person and a more successful person after after an event. And um, I think that's been the case with Geelong. Actually, can I just get... We have most officers in Geelong are avid listeners of our podcast. I know that for a fact. So I'm just going to do a big shout out to a few of the brands there. You know, of course, your your boys there at McGrath, that uh, Dale Whitford, strong brand there. The Plants, of course, Danny Hayes, um, who we had Michelle Winkle. She's, I mean, and we're talking about a woman there that's I think she's a one million dollar writer. She spoke at Eric John uh, the year before last, um, and we're talking about people writing a million dollars in fees. Selling five hundred thousand dollar properties, so some outstanding um, agents there. But I want to move on and talk about today's question. And today's question—it's not a question; it's actually a culmination of a lot of comments that come in, and it has been put down as a topic we're going to discuss. Here it is: I know I should prospect, but I don't. The reasons why agents don't do the things they should. So Troy and John, you can't be successful in real estate without, at one stage being a prospecting machine, particularly in the first part of your real estate career. But why don't agents prospect more? They actually know they should, but why don't they? Well, Tommy, look, I think it's it's like many things in life. Why don't we exercise? Why don't we eat better food? Why don't we? Well, there's a whole range of things that we know we should be doing, and yet the majority of people fail to get ahead because they don't do what they know. Um, 
So prospecting, I think, goes in exactly the same bucket. Of, uh, of course, it's it's important, and as you really well said, Tom, in the early stages at least, I think that now we talk a lot about attraction agents. Once you get to that momentum, often your prospecting activity is more around servicing and delighting your current customers rather than going out finding new ones, and then, of course, servicing and delighting your past customers. So, I, but in the early days, when you start day one, you're in a situation where you don't have that luxury of having past clients and even current clients. So at that point, you need to be undertaking. And at, at our boot camp the other day, I know you and I went to talk to our, uh, our audience there regarding a dozen or so different strategies. So I think the first thing to say is there are multiple options when it comes to prospecting. Feel comfortable to choose the ones that fit for you. So why don't most people prospect? I don't think many people, Tom, think that it's unimportant. I think most would say it's important. Um, I think a lot of people find it or perceive it will be painful, which I would question because I think that prospecting can be one of the more enjoyable parts of your job if you have your focus right. Um, I was coaching one of our guys from Queensland the other day, terrific young guy, and I think he's going to be a superstar, but he's not as yet, and he was very disappointed in his numbers. And one of his mooring lines or blockages, Tom, which was around prospecting, and I said, well, you know, tell me about the area work. And he said, well, I live there. I love it. You know, it's a great area. And uh, he said, but I have trouble prospecting the community because I know most of them. And I feel like what I'm really doing is kind of bugging my friends and, and, and people in my community for my own good. So he had a blockage around prospecting that he was annoying people and pestering them. Um, and I said to him, well, you know, here's what everyone in your area, in your community wants to know what's happening in the market from a trusted source in a fun way. And if you reposition that and say, if your job is to every day contact five people and just give them a mini update, here's what's happening, Tom, in the area. I know that, you know, you're a passionate, um, Geelong, uh, Geelong resident. And I just thought I'd let you know some of the things that are happening in the business at the moment that we're finding really exciting for everyone that lives in the area. I thought I'd just give you a quick snapshot. You know, a two minute call like that, who knows where that could lead? You have no idea if they're thinking of selling, if they're about to bump into someone at morning tea that's thinking about selling, um, or if someone at their work is thinking about selling. And if you've made the call and you've made the connection and you've given someone some valuable information, chances are very strong that you are going to be able to uh, benefit from that as they have already benefited from it. So I think, you know, the thing is just, re first thing I would say is recognize the importance, and I think most of our listeners do. Second thing is then realize there are multiple layers or options and different, and and Tom, I think if you, maybe if, if, if you or Judith or Susan could put some of those back up on your website, if you don't mind, the sort of layers yeah. of attraction and prospecting for our listeners, yeah. if they could go and have a look at that, because... There is no excuse as to, I don't know what I can do, because there are 10 or 12 things you can do. You just need to be doing either all of them or those that best fit you and get the best results. Okay, and I so, think so if, you, if you do that, you know, then you just reposition it. This is going to be like the fun, most fun half an hour of my day. I get to connect with past customers. I get to connect with centers of influence. I get to have a coffee with my business networking group. I mean, seriously, that's fun stuff, right? John, I think you have actually nailed probably a point that is relevant to a lot of our agents, and that is they do think that they're interrupting strangers or friends that they don't want to talk to. And what you're saying is flip the switch. If you believe that you're giving valuable information, 
you might actually change what you think you're actually doing to that person. You're actually educating that person versus interrupting them. Um, exactly right. Exactly right. If you're in the nutrition industry and you were kind of just contact some of your past clients and just say, I just wanted to give you a quick snapshot on some recent stuff I've been reading, people love that stuff. It's valuable for them. So, yeah, I think it's really shifting your paradigm from I don't want to annoy my local community to I want to add value and keep people abreast of what's happening and just kind of check in how they're at, Tom, because, as you know, a lot of people look at you know potential sellers and vendors. I actually just look, they're all human beings. And human beings want information and they want to be connected and they want to be cared for and they want to be part of someone's network and community. So I, I think there's there's no excuse. And the, the, the funny one, Troy, sometimes comes up when you and I are coaching some of even our guys and, and, and our people outside the company. It's around, I don't have the time, which is a pathetic excuse because everyone has the time to do something that's important. In fact, if you don't have the time, you actually create the time. But most people have got it just sitting there and the ability. What, what they don't tell you is, um, I don't like rejection and I don't like to annoy people. Well, it's not rejection. It's not annoying people. It's connecting, informing, updating. Value That's what adding. it's all about when it comes to prospecting. Yeah, value adding, of course. And invariably, people are going to say, wow, it's funny, Troy, because I saw one of your boards on the property in my next street. Yeah, can you tell me what that went for? And then you're into a conversation and you don't have to end the call with a listing. That's in a funny way. Some people say, well, isn't that the purpose of it? Not really. The purpose is to add value, connect, stay top of mind. And if doing all that, which is all fun stuff, if you're doing all that and at the back end of that, someone said, well, look, I'm glad you called because, or I ran into my neighbor the other day and you should contact them because, that's a fantastic bonus that will come off the back of that call. And you know, John, the other thing about it, 3 a.m. is a great time in the morning. There's so many different forms of prospecting in the digital age that we live in now that you can align your time to be relevant when the person's on their way into the office, on the train in the morning, at the, on the treadmill in the morning, that you can prospect them. Now that may be in the form of a video. Posting a video early in the morning, you'll get a better result. It doesn't always have to be that cold calling um, or warm calling uh, option of, yeah, I've got to hit the phones and make those calls. People don't necessarily like that anymore you know people don't love getting cold called I don't personally so you've got to look at having 10 plus strategies and they take many different forms to be relevant and value add to every single client that you know or every single person you know we spoke about yesterday the power of a network and you look at the average person on Facebook now has a network I think of 385 people that's the general rule that Facebook put out stats on. So how do those people, how do you engage and add value to what you do in your business and in your life with those people online? Troy, it's interesting you said that. I mean, I love the, the little bit that hit me there when you said, I don't like being cold call, which, which is true. When someone rings you from some international call center um, and, uh, and it's irrelevant to you and they're trying to sell you something that you probably don't want, I get that. And perhaps that's what's in the head of some of this industry that they don't want to be that person. And I agree. What we're predominantly talking about, and, and, and Tom, you'll put this up on your side, is the majority of, of prospecting will generally go to people where there is some link or some connection. Mm. And even if the connection is they're in the community and they own a house. Well, if I'm, if I'm living in Geelong and I own a house, chances are I'm kind of a bit interested to know what's happening in the market. And if you're coming from a credible position, so you work in the community and you're well trusted and respected, just letting them know what's happening is very different from an overseas call center ringing up, seeing if you want to switch uh, mobile uh, providers. 
So yeah. I, I think it's a really good point, Tom, to say to people that we'll, in the main, most of this prospecting is going to be going to people that we already have an existing connection or people that are actually genuinely interested yeah. in the advice and the information we have to offer. Well, it was it was um, um, very interesting that at Million Dollar Agent Boot Camp, we had, on the Sunday, we had Rick Soraya, who's an experienced mm. veteran of real estate for over 25 years, talking about the fact that there are agents now that are on the phone around signboards that he's just sold, giving service to vendors, basically saying, hey, listen, there's a property that's just been sold up the road. Do you want to know what the new value of your home is? And then 24 mm. hours later, we had Gab Rubenstein saying that that's one of his core strategies. He finds that a golden opportunity when a sale takes place, even if it's not his own, they're on the phones because they've actually got a receptive audience that cares about what's actually happened. I mean, new values have been set. So I think one of the things, guys, that you're saying is you can make the shift from call calling to warm calling by simply making sure that when you actually contact someone, you're surprising them and giving them something of value. Mm. And Tom, like the immediacy sometimes there, which you know, you're know you talking to around Gavin, I was talking with someone the other day, regarding prospecting, one of their strategies, which we talked about at the boot camp, was they door knock a street the, the afternoon of an auction, straight after they've sold the property, and they door knock the street, just letting the neighbours know that they sold the property this morning if they didn't get to the auction and what it went for, and it was a good result for the community. And um, they said they're, they're constantly amazed that they'll often get two or three appraisals, which may not always lead to business immediately, but in the near future it will, Two or three appraisals, people say, well, actually, I'm glad you, I heard that was a good result. Come and have a look. Tell me how you think my, my property compares. So that's a kind of fairly pleasurable activity because it's relevant and immediate. If you're just door knocking in general, I, you know, I can understand why people might be a bit hesitant because you could be annoying a whole range of people that actually, you know, privacy of coming to their door may not be what they want someone doing. But if it's a street where an auction has taken place a few hours earlier, letting them know what it's sold for. I think there is a relevance there and a recency that is of value to that, that community. Yeah, well said. Well, gentlemen, I can tell you that at ARIC, we've put a focus this year on selecting the speakers and we've selected speakers that are also going to be talking about the subject of prospecting. And I'm pleased to tell you one of my clients, Charles Toomer, um, who is a, a prospecting machine is actually going to do a live um, role play of how he prospects when he's ringing up clients. So it's mm. going to be, you know, what and how. So I was talking to the girls at Tret, um last night and um, they've told me that the run rate of ticket sales at ARIC is twice as much same time last year. So this is... So Tommy, undoubtedly- it's, actually, it's, actually, it's actually three to one. Yeah. We were we're now yeah we're three times where we were at the same date last year with sales and last year I think we ended up with three thousand seven hundred and fifty in the room so as you and I and Troy know our goals and the girls from Tread has been to get five thousand Australian real estate agents to one awesome event so this is a year that it could really happen so if you haven't booked your ticket yet please jump in because it'll be part of our dream to educate five thousand Australians about world best practice and. This is, this is clearly a speaker lineup that has hit the mark. And I think every yeah. year we hit the mark to some degree, but when we've had a three-to-one response so far year to date on, on ticket sales, it probably means that they really like what the girls and, and yourself, Tom, and, uh, have put together, which is fantastic. 
All right, well, uh, guys and girls, uh, if you haven't booked your flights, you'll end up getting a uh, super-duper deal anywhere you are in Australia or even New Zealand to uh, get to ARIC uh, 28th and 29th of May. Um, so I want to thank realestate.com.au, our sponsor, Troy and John. Thank you um, so much. We won't spend too much talking about NRL. Let's give the guys four or five weeks to work out <laughs> who are the men and who are the boys. We'll, t- we'll touch on that subject, you know, after Easter. Hey, uh, hey Tommy, as you mentioned that also, um, we love reading the reviews and ratings that we get on iTunes. So for the listeners, thank you so much for sending them through. There's like 67 that have been posted on the iTunes site. Um, obviously, we love to see them come through. So if you, you want to rate and review us and, and write a little note there, Tom and I and John obviously very much love um, reading that stuff. So guys, keep sending them through. I know there's been like three or four that have come through in the past week. So um, thank you, guys. Well, that's but, but Troy, just, be, just before we be clear, putting a good rating is what we're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it affects, it affects yeah. our ranking on Can iTunes. Can I just so say, if you hate the, the podcast, please don't rate. <laughs> yeah, please no, don't rate. Yeah. No, nothing less than just four turn stars, us off. guys. Quietly, turn off quietly. <laughs> and, 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 and guys, because, because I'm, I'm not on a $1 million contract with this podcast, at least make me feel good about something, guys. Yeah, that's right. Nothing less than uh, a four-star, please. <laughs> all righty, gentlemen. Uh, we, we'll uh, talk to everyone next up. week. All right, okay, guys. see you, Troy. See you, Johnny. Bye, guys. See you, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.